You're listening to The Pete and Sebastian Show on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. This is The Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. Pete Biscuit, it's Jimmy from Boston. Listen, you want to get the show in the top ten? Just ask each other IQ test questions every week. Holy shit, was that awkwardly hilarious and entertaining. Listening to you two fumble around and racking your brains for answers, it was like watching a monkey trying to fuck a football. Lord. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with my brand new invention. Something grabs her older me tightly, flowing like an awful. Daily and nightly, will it ever stop, y'all? I don't know. Turn off the lights, and I'll go to the extreme. I rock a mic like a vandal, light up the stage and wax a jump like a candle dance. Caress the speaker that booms, I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom deadly. When I play a dope melody, anything less than the best. To felony, love it, to leave it, you better gain weight, better hit food. Kid don't play if it was a problem I would solve it Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it I Vanilla ice Vanilla ice Ice baby Oh ice ice baby Yeah ice Pete and Sebastian show We're back dude are you sure you're recording Because I don't have the uh, extra recorder going Oh yeah, no, I'm up and running. All right, we're up and running. Good to be hanging. We got, I, I, I got plenty of stuff here. Let's, let's. Let, how, how are you doing? How are you feeling? You in LA right now? Where are you? <clears throat> uh, I'm in Los Angeles. I think I'm coming down with a little cold here. I'm trying to nip it in the bud. I'm on my way to Boston tomorrow, so it's going to be cold. Uh, so I'm going to do a little promotion here. Uh, again, not getting paid for this, but. I'm just going to do a little p- promotion. It's a thing called quick defense. Once you start feeling any type of sore throat, headache, congestion, you take this quick defense in pill form found at Whole Foods, and it knocks the cold right out of you before you even get it. I did it about a month ago, and I felt something coming on, and I'm doing it again. It's called quick defense. Uh, I it's not cheap. It's like 28 bucks a bottle. But for those people that are out there that travel a lot, keep this in your travel bag when you're flying. And uh, I got this tip from a guy that does a lot of merchandising for rock bands. Right. And he said that this quick defense is in every rock band's bag. Right next to the Coke. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, let me ask you, um, to some of us, me included, more importantly than the actual quick, um, whatchamacallit, what do you call it? Quick defense. Yes, yes, yes. What would you consider the symptoms when you say, when you feel something coming on? What, how, I mean, am I a full out Fleming it up? What are we doing here? How do you know? What are, we, what are you talking? What's your symptoms? Don't you know or don't you feel prior to a cold coming on maybe like a little <clears throat> it's like a feeling in the throat maybe a little congestion maybe you're hocking up a little phlegm 
maybe you have a hint of a nasal uh, problem. Um, you know, you kind of feel it. You're like, oh, I'm getting a cold. Here it comes. Right? You know, I mean, I thought that. And then right before Christmas, I got spanked. And the day before, I was visiting a nursing home, having a nice time. And then the next morning, I wake up and I'm just shot. And I, I, I you know, unless I would have... You know, I, I had no time to go get this stuff you're talking about. I just woke up and it was there. So, you know, that's that's really what all listeners need to know, especially a cigarette smoker. I mean, they don't know when they're sick or not, man. So, so we're talking, you feel a little feverish, a little cough. Yeah, unfortunately, sometimes these symptoms can come overnight and you wake up and you feel like a truck just hit you. Uh, still take it then because I feel that, uh, and I'm no doctor, but uh, I feel if you if you take it as soon as you start feeling sick, that it will knock it out of you. And and I'm I, I tried it. I believe it you. All right, well, uh, throw it out there again. Uh, it's called Quick Defense. It's made by Gaia Herbs. I think it's uh, pronounced Gaia, G A I A, and you can find it at Whole Foods. And you take two of these every, I think, three or four hours. I don't, don't, don't think you go past eight. But, uh, yeah, so I'm, uh, i got to pick up another bottle, actually, because uh, I just uh, finished my last two. Other than that... Um, well, the good people of Boston are hoping more than <clears throat> anybody that this stuff works. Yeah, yeah, hopefully the stuff will, uh, will kick it out of me prior to leaving on uh, Thursday. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Where are you at? I am in a Best Western next to the Buffalo Airport. Uh, I'm not flying out till tomorrow morning, but a nor'easter came in and wiped out my town. And uh, what happens, I live in the south town, so long story short, we get nailed with this Lake Erie snow. So I could be blasted, and then you get halfway up the thruway, and it's fine. So my flight's still going out. So just because I can't get to the airport, they don't give a shit. Mm. So I had to beat this thing. Jackie drove me today. She's like, let's go to, I'll get you there now because we're about to get spanked. As we're leaving town, it starts snowing. We get maybe, I don't know, two miles outside of town on the thruway. No snow. Now, now where I am in Buffalo, they're going to get spanked later today. Um, But I'll still be able to get out tomorrow for my flight. So here's the deal. Jackie drives home and she says about two miles before our town, again, still no snow, all of a sudden blasted. And by the time she gets to our exit, she can barely drive, and there's all cars on the side of the road, and the troop is shut down the throughway. She's like, guy, you got out of here just in time. Wow. And the thing is, Good. bro, with my line of business, um, I can't, I'm, I'm in a position where <clears throat> I, I can't get a reputation as a guy who can't get out of town. Then I'm, you know what I mean? They're like, don't hire him. You don't want to hire Corielli in January and February. You might not show. <laughs> where are you on your way to? I'm on my way to San Jose, playing the San Jose Improv this weekend, and then next weekend I'll be at the um, Irvine Improv. And then, as I told you right before the show started, picked up a few dates opening for the great Brian Regan. The first weekend in March will be like St. Louis and Memphis. When I have the exact dates, I'll announce them, but uh, I'm excited for that too. So are you coming to the West Coast and staying here, or are you going back and then flying back to Irvine? Bro, they already got the red carpet out for me at the Safari Inn. Oh, so you're uh, you're spending some time out here? Yeah, I'm flying from San Jose to San Fran with the, and then I'm spend I mean to uh, L.A. and I'm spending I'll be out in L.A. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. All right. Well, we got to get together then. 
Yeah, I didn't want to tell you. I didn't want to give you a chance to, like, uh, all of a sudden get out of town a day early. I'm just going to no, knock on your no. apartment door. <laughs> I'm actually in town, so that works out perfect. We might have to do a face-to-face. -face. Actually, you know what I'd like to do if you have the time? We might even have to go over to Levity and maybe do, a, uh, maybe do it in the, in the studio. Oh, yeah, let's do it, man. I had a good time doing that when we used to do it over there at, uh, at Levity. I felt like we were actually doing radio. Yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. I mean, that was when we were able to do stuff like that's the time you brought in all the, all the various Italian meats because we could do yeah, taste tests yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it opened it up. It opened it up. And then that one dude, I don't remember his name, but we always had him laughing his ass off. Yeah, that little producer guy we had there. So, yeah, I, uh, yeah, because I don't think we could do the, uh, the knee touching again. I, I don't think that works. <laughs> Hover, hovering over the phone? It's weird. Oh, God. I know, man. I know. So, all right. I got some questions right out of the gate. First of all, did you see the Golden Globes? I did not watch the Golden Globes. Lana and I don't have TV here at our apartment. We basically are streaming Netflix, HBO, Showtime. We don't have broadcast television. So the only Golden Globes I saw were via the Internet. I saw the Denzel Washington speech, and I saw Rocky. Okay. Uh, I only saw a little online I, on TV. I didn't want to watch it, but Jackie's like, just for like 10 minutes, I just like to see when they pan through the crowd. So I didn't even see... And I saw like Tarantino's acceptance speech, that's it. But I mean, what a Golden Globes to be at if you are like your first timer, because it was stacked with stars for the fun, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, everybody from DiCaprio to Matt Damon to Denzel and of course Stallone. Now, my question to you is, let's say this was your first year, you're at the Golden Globes, you're there, you're with Lana. Holy exciting. Maybe 10 minutes into being there, now keep in mind, you got your whole night wide open. You don't know what you're doing. I mean, you got invites to the parties, you know, you and Lana are so excited. Maybe 10 minutes into being there, Stallone comes up to you and says, I'm a huge fan of your stand-up. Uh, what do you say after the awards? You, know, you come back to my place, we have some drinks, shoot some pool, bring your wife, we'll have a good time, we'll tell some stories. Do you lock that in? Because it's Stallone, or do you still say, I, 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 I mean, to yourself, are you like, I, I got to keep my options open. I mean, DiCaprio's here. No. Uh, Stallone invites me to his house. I shut it down for the night. Um, that's, that's a lot. Where am I going? Where am I going to go other than there? Well, what it's if you lock be, that in, and then all of a sudden, that. De Niro turns around and says, me and Al are going out for some charcuterie, man. You want to come? <laughs> I... I, I have more to talk about with Stallone than I would De Niro, don't you think? Yeah, no, I would rather go with Stallone. I just feel like uh, he would be more someone I could talk to, whereas De Niro might be a little, I don't know. I mean, either one, I'd be freaking stoked. But again, as much as those guys are like heroes, you know, what, DiCaprio turns around and says, uh, let's go to the Chateau. I got a table in the back. I really want to talk to you, man. I mean, <laughs> I'm, fucking, I'm blowing everybody off. I'm going with the Revenant, man. Did you see it? I didn't see it yet. Nah, still haven't seen it yet. <laughs> we're going to see it today. We got snowed out, but so. Uh, I'm about five, five deep in making a murder. Yeah, and the, uh, what, are you, what are you feeling on that? I, every episode I consider a round like a boxing match, and so far, four out of the five rounds, at the end of it, I'm like, innocent, innocent, innocent. 
I mean, I just got to ask you one question. When you're like him and you're the Steve Avery guy and you're, and you're sitting in court and every time your lawyer presents something that shows that you're not guilty and then the judge goes, yeah, no, that's no, it's all right. Don't even worry about that. <laughs> I mean, how do you not yell out, what the fuck, guy? Are you even listening to this shit? How do you not say anything? You know what, you bring up a great point, and I've seen this time and time again. How does a defendant sit there and and hear everything that's going on in the case, hear the prosecution, the defense, and literally have no reaction? Like, I'd be sitting there going, uh, if there was somebody on the stand, and the defense lawyer, my lawyer, is shredding his testimony, I'd be going there going, See? Look at- <laughs> What I tell you? No, I mean, wouldn't you be sitting there going, I, "This is, this is, this is what I've been saying the whole time"? Can they talk? I, you know, they can't make noise, but can they at least look like you're saying, like, like, and take both hands and point to the defendant and yeah. and, 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 and and like go, like, "Do you hear this guy?" Yeah, but not say anything. Just go, "Are you hearing this?" Can they? Can they do? Can they talk? I guess that's my question. No, Do you know? no, they can't just yell out. Of course not, bro. Why not? On. You ever see fucking uh, my cousin Vinny? I mean, you go to jail, contempt the court. You you cannot speak, and you're being. I, I I just don't see why you can't. I know you have a lawyer there, but I don't know why the lawyer can't go to turn to Avery and go, right, Steve? And Steve goes, yeah. Right. <laughs> no, no, man. I mean, they could put you on the stand, but the problem with putting you on the stand is then that the prosecutors have a right to to grill you too. Yeah, and, that's that's yeah. fine. But I'm just saying during the day to days when they're bringing up the forensic guy, the cop, and this and that, especially when they got the police officers up there. I don't know. I'd be standing up, going, you know what? You're lying through your teeth, you jacket. I, I mean, I don't know. I I don't see why you couldn't be able to defend yourself. I, I, know. I know. And I mean, I love the things the guy's saying to Avery, like even in a phone call with somebody. He's on the phone that one time, and they're like, uh, "Well, aren't you the last one to see her alive?" And he's like, "No." Yeah, you know, he's basically saying, "Cause she's fucking dead, and I didn't do it." So, <laughs> so somebody else either was blindfolded and swung a bat, or. Uh, I wasn't the last one to see. But what about the blood? They got the blood was tampered with, opened, and I, I just I, and the judge is like, yeah, no, it's all right. We're gonna have the FBI do a test and prove that. It's, I just can't. I, I I just would have to yell out. Yeah, I, I would too. I don't like your attitude. What else is no? I'm holding you in contempt of court. Oh, here's a fucking surprise. What'd you say? What? What'd you just say? Take a walk! Hold on, hold on, Pete. One second, one second. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Did you get a package? Yeah, I got two. I'm, uh... Is it my Christmas present? Oh, wait, is it? No, this is Amazon, and, uh... This might be it. Should they, we open it up? They said it was coming today. We've been trying to send it for over a month before the Nespresso machine, but yeah, you got all these addresses like a gypsy. Did you send it to Lana? Probably. Jackie sent it out, yes. All right, here it is. You're gonna wait, whoa, 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 whoa. It ain't no Nespresso machine guy. 
<laughs> we're gonna open this on the air. This is uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're opening this on the air. Oh man, I'm doing it right now. All right, man. Go. It's a Let's good see. store. It's the kind of store you guys shop at. Okay. All right. I'll, gi- I'll give it. To- I'll give it its due. I'll give it its due. Oh no, it's not. Sorry. Oh, all right. All right, man. Salon of shoes. By the way, I sent you out something separate. Uh, just uh, I, I saw in a store, and I wanted to send you away because you're reading now. So I sent something with a little note, and uh, sent it uh, yesterday. But it's go- I sent it to your where you're living now, your apartment. Is that oh, all right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. All right. Um, I gotta tell you, uh, um, are we are we still on the Avery here? It's up to you. No, no, no. Talk it out because uh, I don't want to spoil it for those people who haven't seen the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I gotta recommend it highly, especially if you like drama and, and lawyers and courtroom stuff. It's like almost watching the O.J. Simpson trial. I feel, which I was heavily involved with when that was going on. Uh, yeah. But these people that live in the backwoods and stuff. I mean, I've seen those houses driving through, you know, places, and I've often wondered who the hell lives over there. And now we know. I know. <laughs> it's really I, something, isn't it? You ever see like? You ever see? Oh, oh yes. What, what? Hi, I'm okay. I don't need anything. Thank you. Sorry, bro. Did you get the do not disturb? Uh, I just checked in like an hour ago. I need something already. I figured. I don't they know why it. they come up like that. Do they? I don't know. I don't mean, All right. Um. I've often looked at like an abandoned car on a lawn, maybe like a barn. You ever see those houses? Maybe they're... Yeah, they fascinate me. Yeah, I just want to knock on the door and go, I'm just curious, who lives here? And what do you guys do for a living? Yeah, I know. And it, Well, that's the thing, too. The beauty of those kind of people is like, they don't have like tax season and shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> They don't pay taxes. They don't. They just. They, they just exist. Even when they die, I mean, they probably just bury their dead right back there. Yeah, you'd have to think that. I mean, they don't play by the rules over there. But I gotta tell you, the Avery family. I feel sorry for them. The the mother and the father, especially the father. Don't. Did, do you have a liking towards the father or no? I do, man. I really love when they cut to him, and I and I mean, they they've just been unswayed on their support for their son, man. Yeah, especially the mother kept keeps going to visit him no matter where he's at. I mean, it's just unbelievable that this has happened to their family. It, but like, it's amazing how people can live like that with so little, and like, you know, like like when they I don't want to give too much weight either, but when they had they were gonna have a bonfire. And yeah, they, and they invited the kid. out. I mean, I think if I was that kid, I'd be like, "I'm so, I'm so fucking poor and depressed. I ain't doing shit." <clears throat> you know, like, like they still, like, even when my cable goes out, I'm like, "What the fuck?" But these people still find some happiness. Maybe they're not stressed out because they just never had it. Yeah, it, it, but don't you look at that family and go, "How much do they have?" I mean, they have a salvage yard. I was looking. <laughs> On the salvage yard, they got at least over a thousand cars on that thing. Are they making money over there? That's what I'm. Th- the property alone's got to be worth quite a bit. I mean, they said the property was worth about half a mil, so it's like they're not that broke, man. 
Oh, I didn't know it was worth a half a million dollars, the property. That property's worth a half a million dollars? Yeah, they got like 40 acres of land. Wow. So, yeah, I, I, and again, just to give people that haven't listened to this, and just just the basic gist of it, the guy's getting you know charged with murder, and the thing about it is, at the time, he was already found innocent for something else. The town was on the hook. It looks like they were going to have to pay him thirty six million dollars <coughs> that they didn't even have. Insurance yeah. didn't cover it, so they had a reason to to find this guy guilty, and so they don't have to pay that. So. Anyway. It's really good. It's a really good uh, documentary for those of you who haven't started watching it. Highly recommend it. And and give the listeners that other one as well as me the one that you said Moro or something. What was it called? Maru. M E R U. And it's this guy Jimmy Chin, this Asian guy who's just <coughs> so cool. He's a world class climber and two other world class climbers. Their names elude me. Um, but anyway, Maru is this mountain in uh, the Himalayas. And it's supposed to be the hardest. Quite frankly, no one ever got up it. It won the best documentary in 2015 at Sundance. And, you know, these are guys like, to climb Everest if you're a climber, that's not that hard. Especially because you got Sherpers and shit. I follow this shit all the time. Jackie and I had a goal to someday hike to base camp of Everest, which anyone can do if you're a hiker. It's not like, it's, it's from then on that you can't do. What's but base it, camp? Base camp's 14,000 feet, and, like, you fly into Kathmandu, and then you hike to a little village, and then it's about a 10-day trek through the Himalayas. And it's just supposedly more gross and dirty and muddy than anything else. It's not really that difficult to do. I mean, it's more beautiful to hike in Colorado or Montana, quite frankly. But when you get to the end, you're at base camp where all the people's home base for all the people that are about to try and climb Everest because there's only a short season in May where the weather is um, gives you a window to even try but the problem is so many people are trying from so many different countries that you get to the spot in on top of Everest called the Hillary step where from there you got to do this kind of technical climb for a little bit and then it's smooth sailing just a straight shot up but there's so many people up there bro that people are up there for like two and three hours 25,000 feet up with oxygen tanks freezing their asses off just waiting for other guys to come down so they can go up like, there's a f- fucking line dude <laughs> that's insanity it used to never be but then all of a sudden anyone with money could get up Everest because you can hire Sherpers and if you're in shape they can get you up there so now it's just a clusterfuck so the, the, there's even a line up on Mount Everest? You can't even get away from the lines? Yeah, but a guy like you, if you climbed Everest, by the time you did it, you'd be like, don't worry, I got an app that allows us to cut the line. <laughs> 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 yeah, so anyway, these guys wanted to do Maru. And Maru is like, the problem with Maru is it's like, you have to be great at everything. You have to be great at ice climbing. You have to be great at rock climbing. And, and you have to have incredible endurance. And the problem is the last 1,500 feet, is this, they call it the shark fin. It looks like a giant shark fin. It's smooth rock, 20,000 feet up, that you gotta climb with rock, you know, picking with pickaxe and shit to get up. But the problem is the first, you know, 6,000 feet, you got to hike through snow. But when you get through that snow, now you need all this equipment to do that last part. So you got to drag 200 pounds of shit on a sled 6,000 feet up just to start <laughs> rock climbing. And dude, they're hanging overnight in a ledge on a tent, over, just on a ledge. It's dangling 
It's really something. Yeah, that that type of stuff I see, and I've always wondered. Aren't they cold? I mean, no matter how much you bring up there to keep warm, at one point, don't you go, God, damn, I wish I had another pair of gloves. Oh, yeah, there's just not enough shit to keep your toes and feet warm. I mean, they, again, I don't want to give away too much, but, you know, the whole thing about this is they had to try more than once to make it up this mountain, and, like, after the first try, one of them was in a wheelchair for, like, six weeks because his feet were so fucked up. They almost had to cut them off. <laughs> and then they do it again. It's crazy. It is. Now, listen, I put something together here. Had some time the other day. When is your, uh, do you know yet when your uh, Comedians in Cars is airing or has it already come out? My Comedian Cars is airing January 27th. So uh, two weeks from today. All right, January 27th. And yeah. uh, again, for anyone who might not know, which uh, when you live in a cave, Comedians in Cars is the Jerry Seinfeld show where he picks you up, interviews you, and goes around town. Now, I'm sure you and Jerry, and I look forward to it as much as everybody else, chatted it up. But uh, in the meantime, I, I was thinking the way, as you're blowing up and the way things are going, I put together a list for the, for the listeners of questions to really get to know Sebastian. I put, a, I put together a bunch of questions, and, and here's the deal, man. None of these aren't any if, if you could this or if you could that. These are straight out questions. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if you want to, you know, get into it uh, with a longer answer than a yes or no, that's fine. If you want to pass on answering the question altogether, that's fine. Mm-hmm. This is a sort of a James Lipton, Pete Corielli version. Oh, okay. All right. Are you down? I'm down, man. All I'm right, down. Lou, can we get some music, man? Welcome to the Pete and Sebastian Show. My guest today, we rarely have guests, is Sebastian Maniscalco, comedian, actor, uh, member of AFTRA, who gets the vote, still doesn't <laughs> watch The Revenant. Anyway, got some questions for you, bro. Right out of the gate, here we go. Um, after you make love to your lovely wife, are you the kind of guy, do you, do you sleep the rest of the night naked, or do you resuit? Do you suit back up? Um, I resuit back up. Uh, I'm not a naked guy. That's not my style. I cannot sleep without any underwear on. It's just uh, <laughs> everything needs to be tight and in place. I'm not that guy. I, I, I respect that. That's my move, too. I mean, yeah, I, even when I see in the movies when they finish and they roll over and sleep, who's doing that? It's a I disaster zone. I, I know. I got to get up. <laughs> yeah. I got to go and uh, refresh a little bit. I come back in. I even straighten out the sheets a little bit. Oh, hey, look, I've been known to brush, straighten out the sheets. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a borderline fight. There was a fight in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> You're just gonna roll over like it never happened. <clears throat> Have you been to a zoo in the past ten years? Oh God, past ten years. Did we go to the zoo? I I think God. I I know we've been to a zoo. I just don't know what one we went to. Well, I don't need one, but you think you went to... I mean, to, are we to assume that you're not into animals? Uh, I am into animals, but the zoo for me doesn't really do much. I think the zoo would be a lot more enjoyable 
if I had a child. Yeah, okay. I mean, um, I'm going to the zoo as an adult. It's a nice, cheap date to walk around, see some animals, but uh, all right. Hey, look, there's no I right or wrong answer. We make our well, wrong presumptions based on your answers, guy. I remember I did go to the San Diego Zoo. This was years ago, not over 10 years ago, with a girl I was dating at the time. And uh, the San Diego Zoo is supposed to be one of the best zoos in the world. And I remember it being quite expensive to get in, and I felt like I didn't get my money's worth. <laughs> I feel if you go to the zoo and you're paying, and especially the San Diego Zoo, they have to coerce the animals in some way, shape, or form to come out. Like, I don't like to search for the animal in the cage. Yeah. Like, if it's yeah. the gorilla, I want to see the gorilla front and center. I don't want to see, like, a finger or he's hiding. I feel that they got to lure these things out with some meat, something, uh, rather than me sitting there trying to look for a bird or an obscure, uh, you know, ankle or whatever the hell it is. And for whatever the reason, nobody was out playing that day. At the San Diego Zoo. And <laughs> yeah. I, I told the date, I go, let's get the hell out of it. It just sucks. <laughs> okay, here we go. Do you have anything other than water that you'll go to beverage when you're hungover? Um, recently, I started drinking Gatorade when I've had a little bit too much to drink either the night of or the morning after. However, Gatorade isn't traditionally stocked in my fridge. I have to go out and get that, which is always a problem. I should have like a reserve bottle of Gatorade somewhere in the house where I could go to. And for whatever the reason, that makes me feel a little bit better. I feel like if the Gatorade is blue, yeah. For some reason or another that that's going to kill the hangover. Really? So it comes down to the actual color. Blue Gatorade yeah. is your best bet, in your opinion, to kill the hangover. Okay. Yeah, blue or it's a, it's a vitamin water that's white. It's like a, almost like a lemonade Oh, yeah, I know that one, yeah. They call it ice or something. I don't know. I, I, I know it's all packaging, but for whatever the reason, I feel like when I drink either of those, sh something's happening to me. Something good. Something good is killing yeah. the hangover. I'm more of a Nestle chocolate quick guy. I don't think that's making me better, but it feels delicious just sliding down my throat, man. Oh, wait, 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 for a hangover? Yeah, whenever I'm hungover, I'll got really? you, Jackie, you'll see God. when I get it. She's like, oh, how you doing, 10-year-old? You fucking Nestle quick? God, that's like the last thing I would go for. Well, my throat is always raw, man. You just, that chocolate milk slides right down there. Oh, God, do I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and the privacy of your own home. Are you a pee standing up or sitting down guy? Uh, depends. You know, I've, I've recently, as we all know, I've taken up reading. Yes. So uh, what I've been doing now is I've been just sitting on the toilet. I've been known to just sit on the toilet. And Lana and I had this discussion the other day. She's like, I think we should go to the doctor for you and, and you going to the bathroom as often as you do. I said, what are you talking about? She goes, well, you know, don't, how many times 
do you go number two during during a, a, a day? And I said, I don't know, maybe once at night, maybe once during the day, and then I cap it. Well, once in the morning, once during the day, and then I cap it off maybe a late night. Oh, she you goes, got a late night one. All right. I'm a three goes, guy. Yeah, I, I think three's normal. She goes, well, you're in the bathroom more than that, and you're sitting down. I go, no, 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 no. You got it all wrong. You got it all wrong. I said, you have to look at it. It's like, when I go to the bathroom, I'll take a piss, but I'll sit down to do it, but I'll read for 20 minutes. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I I can't remember the last time I've went in the bathroom empty-handed. Yeah, I mean, when I go into the bathroom, and, and Lana just can't even fathom this, I go in there, and it's a little retreat for me. Just to, I, just to get away from the world a little bit. I, I know, man. It's a little hideaway. It's a little park. <laughs> it's a little, you know? I mean, I've stayed on the bowl so long, I've just gone again. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. And uh, I don't think women tend to get that. They go in there, they do what they have to do, and they come out. Uh, but, yeah, I, uh, I, I wonder, is, is three normal? I'm a three guy. I mean, I, I wake up and I right away, right out of the gate, right out of the gate. I mean, it almost wakes me up. I get my coffee, and then I go, by the way, do you bring your coffee in with you? <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> oh, I bring my coffee. I bring my coffee and I read the post on my phone and I got my coffee on the slate right next to me. Wow. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Let's see here. Um, can you recall stealing anything in your life? Mmm, stealing. Actually taking an item out of a store? Whether wherever it may be from, whether you stole something from your school, from a store, I stole some money from. And I felt so bad after doing this. I used to work at Fuddruckers when I was 15 years old. I used to work the front counter, but there was also a bakery. Uh, <clears throat> with cookies and milkshakes that I had to run over to if somebody wanted that. Yeah. And I had memorized the uh, cost of a shake. So at this particular time, when this person ordered, I said that's, uh, you know, $6.23. And they paid me exactly six twenty-three, And I pocketed it. <laughs> One time? One time, and I felt awful. Wow, one I time. Hey, look, don't beat yourself up. I think I f actually felt so bad the next day. I rang up a shake, and I put the money back in the register. That's wow. how bad I felt. Wow, this is, your whole life is karma, man. I had a, it's like when you steal and you're good, you have such a reaction to it where you have to make right, I believe. Well, it depends who you're stealing from. I always used to try to justify myself if I lifted something, you know, based on where I was taking it from, you know what I mean? Well, give me your steal story. Well, I mean, it's, how much time you got? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've stolen well, give, from everywhere your... from Starbucks to uh, one time at my school. 
It was, uh, I was playing intramural gym at night, and afterwards I was alone just shooting hoops. Everyone had left, and they had one of those awesome volleyball nets with the two big metal weights on either end, you know, which you tilt and wheel it out, you know what I mean? Yeah. So <clears throat> I called my friend to come and told him to bring a wrench, and I dismantled that and brought it home, put it in my backyard, and then my parents were like, where the fuck did you get this volleyball net? It was unbelievable. I was like, oh, <coughs> my friend Craig's... Uh, uncle is a gym teacher, and he gave it to me. <laughs> and then, and then I had a big Fourth of July barbecue, and all my friends are over, and we're playing volleyball. And one of my friends, Sal Cucci, like spikes it, and he goes, "Dude, is this the volleyball that you took from the gym?" <laughs> and my father was right there, you know. Oh, he, didn't, he didn't make me return it. We're having a good time. The, ta- wow, the, the it runs school- in the family. <clears throat> hey, hey, listen, I'm just saying the school taxes were outrageous. <laughs> What he really loved to do was steal. I mean, he actually enjoyed it. He was the kind of guy who rooted for the bad guys in the movies. Because this leads me to my next question. Uh, What do you think had more to do with the man you've become? Your childhood influence from being an altar boy or your childhood influence of Michael Jackson? My Michael Jackson. Yeah, just watching him and how he conducted himself and the amount of energy and time and effort that he put into being one of the greatest entertainers of all time, I'd have to say it's him. I mean, the Alta Boy basically taught me uh, that I don't want to be a priest. Well, when you were, <laughs> let's say, like 14 or 13, if Michael had invited you for a weekend at Neverland Ranch, do you think your old man would have given you permission? Not only would he given me permission, he would have might have went himself with me with a sleeping bag. <laughs> He's too old, man. He's too old. <laughs> uh, yeah, at that time, I think they would have let me go, no problem. No problem. I mean, would your parents let you go? Uh, no way, man. What are you kidding me? Come I would have never wanted to go anyway. I, I, I wasn't a Michael guy. I, I mean, even when you say the way he conducted himself, what do you mean? On stage, obviously, is all you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. At, at that time, growing up, there was no indication that he was into kids at all. Not even when he brought Macaulay Culkin as his date to the Grammys? Well, he also bought a chimpanzee. I mean, you know, <laughs> the, the guy was all over the map. Yeah, and a Liz Taylor. What a foursome. Uh, hold on, hold on. Lana. I'm, I'm on the thing here. Oh, I didn't know I was being moved on. Sorry. Uh, no, we didn't hear it. We didn't hear it. That was all right. Uh, well, I had to nip that in the bud before it got a little out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you were Irish, do you think you'd be happy? Or do you think you'd be wishing you were Italian? I'd be wishing I was Italian <laughs> if I was any other nationality. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. That makes me laugh every time. <laughs> 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 Have you seen, these are a few have you seens, have you ever seen the Grand Canyon? Uh, no. Neither have I, that's pathetic. I know, it's terrible, terrible. Have you ever seen a dead body outside of a funeral home or a funeral? No, have you? Yeah. Never seen a dead body, huh? Nope. You want, well, I guess I no. guess I've seen like the, 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 the a few car accidents where they had the body out for a few hours for an investigation right by my house. And the one but, was Christmas time, and they just had it laying there. It was very uncomfortable. There. Under a sheet, or 
under a sheet, but the arm was out. So that, uh, I guess well, I've seen it. Doesn't count. I mean, if it was laying there sheetless, then that's strange. I was 12, going on 13, the first time I saw a dead human being. It happened in the summer of 1959, a long time ago. But only if you measure it in terms of years. Have you ever seen a beetle? A real beetle, not a bug. Oh, like the Beatles? Yeah, one of them, in public. Yeah, I saw Ringo Starr uh, at Il Piccolino restaurant on Robertson in Los Angeles. He sat two seats away from Lana and I. That, that, that makes, that, that's special, dude, that you saw a beetle, that matters. How does that matter? This is a beetle, dude. It's like seeing it's like seeing one of the four Greek gods or something, you know? Now he's just making shit up, probably thinking of Mount Rushmore. Just to be able to see you had a glimpse of one. Yeah, I did. I had a glimpse. There's only two beetles left, right? Yeah. Yeah, yours and the one I saw, actually. I saw McCartney, uh, Jackie and I were on a stoop in the village smoking a cigarette in the middle of a Sunday afternoon. He came by shopping. He had bodyguards. It was really uncomfortable, though, because he was wearing those Nike, you know those Nike flip-flops guys mm -hmm. wear? Like, you know, they don't have that kind of thong. You just slide your whole foot through it. Very oh, Italian. Oh, those are the worst. No, that, that's not Italian. Well, he's that's wearing them with white terrible. socks. With white Ooh, socks. Ooh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you uh, feel if you are a Beatle or someone with that type of uh, popularity or significance that you have to live up to the the beetle image i mean i just just hearing that has destroyed my whole outlook of paul mccartney yeah it really bothered me man it really did and then i saw a billy joel content he came out at the end to, to sing and jackie said something about oh i'm surprised he's not wearing his shoes and i was like i know i was thinking that too it really it really messed with the image that's what i'm saying right now yeah. you have that image that you can't get out of your head yes are you still going with the <clears throat> stylist by the way uh, I'll be revisiting him shortly. Right now, I've put on some weight, and uh, there's no way that I could see a stylist with this type of weight gain. Have you ever seen a $1,000 bill? No. Have you? No. No, I wasn't even sure there is one when I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you ever seen somebody shoot up? No. Me neither. Uh, two more. Can you ever recall taking a dump outside? Never did it. In your life? The only time I have taken a dump outside a toilet, this was, I'm gonna take you back to 1992. Now, we're up to the number one song in the USA, and it's the biggest hit so far in 1992 by a woman. In fact, the only act to spend more weeks at the top so far this year was Michael Jackson. Michael spent seven weeks at number one at the beginning of the year with Black or White. And this week, Vanessa Williams holds it at the top. This was sophomore year of college. My buddy and I rented a U-Haul to take some furniture up to school and we were gonna move into the fraternity house. And we took 
you know, couch, light, uh, you know, some lamps. And for whatever the reason, I brought a birdcage. And the birdcage, I thought I was going to buy a bird for some reason. The birdcage was a birdcage that was uh, cylinder in shape. Yeah. And was about three feet high. Uh, so my buddy and I were on the expressway down to Northern Illinois University, which is in DeKalb, Illinois. It's about an hour drive. Uh, about a half hour into the drive, it gets into the sticks. There's really no exits. And I had a shit attack that came over me that to this day I've never had. And it was so bad. I had a run in the back of the U-Haul while it was moving and shit in the birdcage. <laughs> God, dude. So bad. Oh, that's uh, that that one response alone made this whole goddamn interview worth it. <laughs> I don't know what's more disturbing that you shit in a bird cage or that you thought it would be cool to have a bird <laughs> in college. <laughs> oh no, I thought they had a bird thing. I was gonna get like a beautiful bird. I was gonna put it in the fraternity house. It probably would have got murdered within the first week of being there, but uh but yeah. Why have you uh, have you taken a, a dump uh, in the in a field or somewhere? Oh come on, yeah. I mean, shit. From camping alone, when I do these backcountry camps with Jackie, we have an orange shovel. So, you know, in the morning you have to take turns and take the shovel and go dump and bury it. Um, but yeah, I've shit in the Niagara River. Uh, I've shit in Lake Erie. One time walking across campus late at night, took a dump. Wow, I mean, wow. you're shitting all over the country. <laughs> hey, leave your mark, man. Leave your mark. <laughs> all right, this is a good way to end it. If there is a heaven, based on the way you've lived your life so far, when you go up there and you meet the big man, do you think you're a shoo-in? Uh, yeah, no doubt about it. Look, I mean, come on. You stole one milkshake and returned the fucking money the next day? Forget it. You get to <laughs> yeah, cut the I mean, line. Come on. What the... What's... Uh, yeah, there's nothing in my life that, that has prevented me from getting into heaven. There you go. Now, listen, folks. You can tune in to Comedians with Cause just for the funny banter. But if you want to know the man, you just found out. <laughs> Pete and Sebastian Show, baby. Yeah, we bring it to you real. That's real talk, man. So last week, Jackie was going to the gym, and she's like, you know, she says something about how it's whack that I have never cooked and stuff, so she's like, I'm going to the gym. When I come back, it's time for dinner. All I need you to do, she has two chicken breasts all seasoned, ready to go, laying out on a tray with plastic wrap over them, ready to, you know, to go. She goes, turn the oven on broil. She shows me how to turn it on. Hit this. Wait 10 minutes. And I go, I, I've, I literally at one point, Sebastian, I'm like, yeah, Jack, I, I know how to hit broil. I got it. I got it. And she goes, well, I mean, I can't make it any easy for you, Pete. Take them out after 10 minutes, blah, blah, blah. I do everything she says. I even set my alarm to know to go put them in. I put them in. All done. Jackie walks in. I'm getting them out, getting ready to have dinner. Oh, my God, guy. I forgot to take the plastic wrap off the chicken. Oh, my 
God, oh, come on, no, man. This is one-on-one. It melted all around a fucking chicken. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, what did she say? Uh, she, she was, I, I uh, right away, well, I tried to put it on her. I'm like, why would you leave the, the plastic wrap oh. on the chicken? And she goes, guy, why would I leave chicken uncovered sitting on the counter to get shit on? I mean, how dumb? You're going to blame me? You're going to blame me for not taking the plastic wrap off the chicken? I, I couldn't have made it any easier. I'm like, you could have took the plastic off. So then we tried to cut, the, the scrape the outer edges of the chicken off. We only gave Sadie the meat from the middle that the plastic didn't reach. Every bite I'm having, bro, I can't decide if it's skin or plastic. <laughs> God. Yeah. You need a cooking class, man. Nah, it's just not my thing. It's just not my thing. By the way, you know, I want to get into woodwork. And I saw a thing online the other day I wanted to talk to you about. It. First of all, would you make your own coffin? If I was good with woodwork, I think I would. No? Is it something something weird to do? I mean, it, it makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, that's why I'm bringing it up. It's like, it's... I don't know, I mean, Yeah, you customize it how you want it. Not that it's going to matter, but, you know, you put the type of cushioning in there that you want. The If you like to lay on your back, you put a nice little pillow that makes your head kind of prop up a little bit. I, I would think that that was something that you would want to do for yourself if you're good with carpentry have you ever been in a coffin uh no i have never been in a coffin have you ever laid down in a coffin no but i'd love to get a part where i'm in a coffin in a movie just to be able to be in a coffin i also love to get a part in a movie where i gotta shave my head i've always wanted to see what it would look like but you know i'm not just gonna try to do it would you take a special trip to go lay in a coffin before we film no, just just to go down there and just to feel what it feels like to lay in a coffin. Would you want to do that before you died? If I had a friend that owned a funeral parlor and I was at his house and we we're gonna go out or something, he's like, "You want to go down, just lay in a coffin?" <sighs> no, I don't think I would. I think it would be bad luck. Would you? Yeah, I would feel like if I did lay in a coffin, that it would be sending a message to the universe that I would want to die soon. Yeah, that's how I feel. I've never sat in a wheelchair uh, in my entire adult life because oh, of that. Oh, really? No, no, no. I had an uncle that played around with crutches. Two days later, he fell off a fire truck and needed crutches for oh, six months. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I'll only push someone in one, but I'll never sit in one or try it. Same reason, dude. You go in a coffin, forget it, man. Forget it. You're done. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of going in the coffins, were you a big David Bowie fan? God rest his soul. Right now, nah, a couple of tunes I like, but not overall. No, I didn't know. T- I mean, I didn't know all the stuff. I just knew the big ones, like changes Did, and. Can you name three David Bowie songs? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ziggy plays guitar. Changes. Um, uh, Suffrage in City. Oh, okay, so you're. So you're piped in on that. China girl. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I... Yeah. Growing up in the 80s, he was a big star, but I never really got into him. Um, I don't really know much about him. Uh, there was a lot of hoopla over his death. Was there something that he did that was groundbreaking? 
Yeah, he had this whole alter ego, Ziggy Stardust, you know? He was like the first guy. Oh, no, I had no idea, no idea. Yeah, you know, he was like this great young singer, same time as Mick Jagger and all of them. All of a sudden, he was this glam queen, and he was named Ziggy, I think Ziggy Stardust. Decked out flamboyantly, alter ego, he was the first guy to do that, you know? And then he also did like with Freddie uh, Mercury, Under Pressure! Dun, 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 dun. Then he did, if he had one blue jeans, someday I'm gonna write a poem in a letter. He was good, man. He was really good. Um, I, I'm, up, I'm up on Google right now looking at the images, and yeah, I just thought that was a phase he went through. I didn't think he had an alter ego. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was a phase. It wasn't like the rest of his career it was always Ziggy Stardust. You know, he went back to being David Bowie and did, like, China Girl. But, you know, pushing the envelope, doing <coughs> things other people weren't doing. You know, gotcha. Marilyn Manson way before Marilyn Manson. Gotcha. The house is moving along. Moving along? <laughs> Do we have a moving date? No, we don't have a moving date, but we're uh, we're sealing up the walls finally. Uh, end of the week this week. Um, I had the ADT guy go over, and uh, he's trying to sell me on this sixty-two dollar a month package, where you have a squad car come by once a day just to make sure everything is uh, all right. If you're on vacation. They come by and they walk the property. They take in the uh, garbage cans. They pick up the mail. Uh, they also provide an escort service if you're coming home late at night, possibly from the airport, and you don't want to go into your house alone. There's like a police car there that will, you know, make sure everything's okay. Uh, my question to you is that I know you live in a uh, town that probably doesn't have a lot of crime, but would you get the extras for 62 bucks a month? Did I, you know, this sounds perfect, man. I mean, this is, fan, this is right in your wheelhouse. Yeah, I, I do like it. I just don't know. I don't know. I just, I, to be honest with you, I wonder how much it is to just have a squad car outside your house constantly. Can I buy a squad? <laughs> and we don't live in a bad neighborhood, but it's one of, you know, I mean, you know where I live. It's just one of those transitional neighborhoods where there's some newer houses on the block, but then there's the house that nobody knows who's living in it. You know, there's there's a house, two houses away from me, which I think is abandoned. And the weeds were so high. They were almost five feet high Yeah. at one point. Do I have the right to knock on the door and see what's going on? It's like one of those things where well, yeah. I don't want to knock on the door because I think the guy, whoever lives there, is going to come out with a shotgun. Yeah, but no, but this is the kind of thing, honestly, that you would tell your officer. I got a house specifically two doors down, which you know makes me uncomfortable if you can really take a look at that one every time you come down. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with police and citizens because I follow Dwayne The Rock Johnson on Instagram and he's always posting photos of him. For example, he was going to the Golden Globes and he was Instagramming a video from his car and he had a police escort 
And my question is, is that a service that your local police department provides if you're willing to pay the, the money? Like, if you right. want a police escort from Fredonia to the Buffalo airport, is that an option? Well, that's why I, no, I didn't think so. When you said this stuff, I thought you kind of meant a security company, but you're talking actual LAPD? I'm talking he had a police escort. There was, I don't know if it was right, LAPD. Right, but what about your thing? Is your thing also uh, LAPD, the 62 a month, if you were to do that? That's what I have to ask the guy. I don't know if it's a Los Angeles Police Department uh, cop Yeah. or if it's an ADT patrol car. Because if it's an ADT patrol car, it's a different story than it being a police. I feel like the ADT patrol car doesn't get the type of respect that a city police officer would get. Right. Like if I was robbing you a place and I was just about to climb through the window and I hid behind a garbage can because I saw a car come. Once I saw it was an ADT car, once it passed, I'd still go through the window. <laughs> the, L- the LAPD, I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I mean, the neighborhood's hot. The neighborhood's hot. The, p- the pigs are all over. Yeah. I guess a question to ask is, does the ADT patrol car have a licensed officer in it who's carrying a firearm? Yeah, it could be a cop who's off duty. That could be a different story. I don't even know. Are they are cops allowed to moonlight or do they have to retire before they can do private security? No, I do know that police officers do moonlight sometimes as security guards. I got to ask you this. Would you even at this point, if, if El Chapo hadn't gotten caught, I know you wouldn't obviously go meet him in the jungle, but let's say he was a big fan or something like he is of that Telenova Spanish actress. If you had guaranteed through your managers and agents, guaranteed proof that it's true and it's not some joke, and El Chapo is trying to get a hold of you because he's a big fan and just wants to chat for, for 10 minutes. Uh, would you take the call? Uh, no, I wouldn't open myself up to that. But then you also got to figure, if you decline the call, yeah. does he get offended and have you, have you killed? Mm-hmm. Exactly, dude. He, or he, if you I, take the call, are you now then connected to him in some way? And let's say he says, I'd love to have you do a comedy show for me in the jungle. Name your price. And if I say, no, I can't do it, are you still killed? Holy shit, what a question. Name your price. In the jungle. Comedy show. $100 million. Will Sean pen you in? We got it. We got the whole night. We got the sound system. Do you know what happened with that whole thing? Uh, I've been following the story from afar. How does El Chapo and Sean Penn connect? Well, they connected because there's a Spanish actress. They called those telenovas. I think they're like Spanish soap operas. And El Chapo is a huge fan of her. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got contacted her. His people contacted her. And then she, in turn, because he wanted to do, he wanted to do have his side of the story told, and uh, she got a hold of Sean Penn for him. And then you know, so she was the she was the middle person that got it all going, you know. And then uh, I mean, you you read about how he got out there, right? No, I, I'm I'm asking why Sean Penn. 
why is he telling his story to Sean Penn? Wouldn't it be like a journalist or somebody who's... I mean, this guy's an actor. He's not a journalist. Yeah, I don't know why El Chapo chose Sean Penn or if Sean Penn, you know, reached out to anyone who knew El Chapo. But um, I know he's a big humanitarian. Like, you know, dude, everything from being over in Haiti when that happened to... There's photos of Sean Penn walking the streets of uh, New Orleans with a shotgun after Katrina. I mean, the guy's like... I don't know. I don't know what he thinks he is. So, how did he get out there? Well, explain the story to those of us that haven't heard it. Oh, see, the best I can remember, they flew to Mexico to uh, some smaller city, but then they got on a real small plane. They that when they got to that plane, an airstrip, uh, El Chapo's son was on that plane. So it's Sean Penn. It's that Spanish actress, and I don't know if anyone else was with them, but El Chapo's son. <coughs> And then they fly for like a few hours in this little plane and they land in the middle of the jungle on an airstrip and then they get in a car and drive nine hours through the jungle roads wow. till, and they finally come to a little encampment and uh, Sean Penn puts it, you know, we pull over and there's fucking El Chapo. Holy shit. Wow. Do you think uh, El Chapo's son has the responsibility, I mean, of telling his father, you know, hey, Dad, I really don't want to get into the family business? I mean, do you think he's got a choice? I mean... Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I prob- mean probably Your not. dad's the biggest drug dealer in the world. He's worth over a billion dollars. And are you required as the son to take over the family business? I mean, how does that even work? Their, their business, I don't know, but it's so big that a, a, one of their drug shipments got intercepted by ISIS. And yeah. ISIS buried, the, you know, sunk the ship or something. El Chapo's such a beast. He literally put out a statement telling ISIS, you want to fuck with the U.S., that's one thing, but now you're fucking with me. Like, like, like he's making it seem like fucking with El Chapo is more dangerous than, <laughs> than fucking with America. Well, that's what I was kind of confused on why the United States didn't use Chapo to eliminate ISIS. Now, if you had to take one or the other, if you're the United States government, you're like, listen, we got ISIS, they're beheading people, they're terrorizing uh, you know, the entire world, and you got El Chapo, who's basically... Bringing drugs into every part, every corner of the earth, and destroying people's uh, minds. Uh, what's worse? If you had to eliminate one, which one would you eliminate? Oh come on! I mean, of course you're going to eliminate ISIS. I mean, you still need a little coke for a wedding every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Sean Penn uh, said it in his article, which I didn't read, but he said, you know, which is kind of true, I guess. He's like, you know, you got to blame ourselves because we're the ones buying it. You know, there's got to be a little blame from us because, you know, we're actually, you can't just blame the drug dealer the whole time. Um, and I agree, man. I was thinking when I heard El Chapo threaten ISIS, I I'm, I'm literally was thinking, oh, I bet the government's going to back off and let him do some of the, the brunt work here. Well, I would think they would make a deal with Chapo saying, listen... Do whatever you want to do, and uh, as long as you take out the terrorists, you could. We'll open up the drug trafficking. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, not open it up, but we'll turn a blind eye. Yeah, Listen, turn a blind eye. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm glad they caught him alive just because I, I can't wait to see how he escapes this time. It's so oh, entertaining. God, yeah. yeah, it's going to be. If he escapes, if he gets extradited to the United States and he escapes under United States watch, this guy's unbelievable. <laughs> Well, if you were a guard for El Chapo in America, I mean, I'd be going home to my wife every night, and she'd be like, did he offer anything yet? I'm like, no, not yet. <laughs> Nothing. I mean, I'm bringing the guy his lunch. I'm like, hello, name your prize. <laughs> I mean, I would bring a shovel with the sandwich just just to show him I mean business. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, by the way, by the way, did you see the, the last Trump rally this Muslim woman stood up in silent protest? Uh, no, I didn't see this. She stood up in silent protest the minute he was saying, you know, some of the things not nice he says about... He wasn't even on to Muslims yet. And people started booing her and saying Trump was great, and they escorted her out. And uh, it made me think, oh, all right, that, that's not good. This is... If, that, this could be a problem. I don't know if Trump's the answer guy. <laughs> I mean, it was ugly. It was ugly. It was like that, you know? It was like, whoa. I mean, she didn't even say anything, and they're like, get her out! Hang up! I mean, it yeah, is. You know Oof. what, though? Listen, I, I, some of that could be. A, that's a plant. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's the other side. They're, they're antagonizing it. You know what I'm saying? They're, 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 they're hoping that happens so then people could go look at what he did. I guarantee you. Not to say that it's right or wrong, but I, I think that's a plant. Uh, by the way, did you buy a lottery ticket? No. Did you? I bought one. Last time when it was nine hundred million, I went in to go buy it. And if, uh, I don't buy the lottery at all, but when it gets up to this, it's kind of fun. We went in and uh, and bought one. Uh, but man, you got people in line to buy the lottery ticket. You want to see what's uh, walking around on this planet? Go yeah. on a lottery line, man. I know, I know. I, well, you know, um, the, when it was nine hundred million, there was like twelve winners. But not big winners. They each won a million dollars. I don't know if you remember that. No. Yeah, so there's 12 winners. Each won a million, but basically that's nothing. And all the money carried over as it did. But one of those, this was two weeks ago. <coughs> I live like literally two football fields up the block as a convenience store. Guy won a million. He was one of the 12 people in America to win a million. He won it at my deli. Really? Yeah, man. Yeah, so, I mean, I didn't even bother buying. There's no way there's going to be two hits on one deli. <laughs> well, no, you still got to buy. It's still fun. I yeah. mean, $1.5 billion, what do you do? What do you do? I make my own movie. But That's the first thing you bro. do? You're in it. You're in it. You're in it. Oh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What do I do, man? I don't know. I guess I buy a place in Rome. I, what do you do? First thing I do, I go buy a yacht. A yacht? Yeah. Oh, I don't think I'd ever buy a yacht, even with 1.5 bill. I'm not a yacht guy. Oh, come on. If I go, Pete, what are you doing this weekend? And you go, oh, nothing. Me and Jack are just kind of... I said, get the kid, dress him up. We're going to go to Miami. And then from Miami, we're just going to... We're going to cruise to the Bahamas in the yacht. You're not coming? Oh, well, yeah. If you got a yacht, I'm coming on your yacht. But I don't think I'd, I'd double down on a yacht. But yeah, that'd be a nice time, of course. It's been an interesting show, I'll tell you that much, man. Yeah, it has. Uh, I'm going to be at the Boston Wilbur Theater this weekend, Friday and Saturday. I'm doing something new here. Um, 
as as everybody knows when they come to see me, we really love meeting everybody after the show, taking pictures, shaking hands and whatnot. But it's just gotten to a point here where I just can't meet everybody that comes to the show. It's just impossible for me to sit outside, especially when there's two shows back to back. It's just it's just it's not doable. So what we've implemented here is it's an encore event where uh, if you want to do a meet and greet, you want to get a photo, uh, I'll autograph. There's a laminate that you're going to get that I'll autograph. And there's a Q&A session where I'll take questions from people. It's very intimate. It's very small. So if you want uh, to have that experience, we're calling it the encore event. Uh, you could go to omgvip.com. And you could click on my photo there and it'll give you more information on how to purchase tickets for that. But uh, something that I'm doing after the shows here where you get kind of a one-on-one experience and it's not like mayhem where you have to take the pictures and then we'll like rush you out of there. It's more of a a, a private uh, uh, event where you get a little bit more uh, than just a photo. So... Now, We're trying there, this out. If you is there going to be one of those after every show, or just one at the end of every night of shows? We're doing one after every show. So there's four shows. We're going to do four of these encore events, and we're going to see how it goes. I uh, I want to see how this goes, opposed to just you know. I mean, you know how it is when you yeah. go out. You take the photos, and you know people. It, it just takes a while. I can't. I can't go ahead and meet you know a thousand right, people right. a night. It's just un, un, impossible to do. So what we're trying to do is make it more of an experience for people. And uh, you know, there's going to be a professional photographer there taking photos. Of course, if you want to take photos with your own phone, that's fine. But uh, you know, we, we're just making a little bit more of a uh, intimate experience rather than uh, everybody just bum rushing a, a table with DVDs and stuff like that but uh anyway are are you going podium uh no podium it's going to be on the stage and then uh people could come up they take a photo we have a step and repeat uh behind us it it looks professional it's like a press conference after the game i love it we got him we got him yeah, it's like, you know, hey, you want to ask a question, any, anything you want to ask, uh, I'll be happy to, uh, to answer it and uh, take some photos. And, uh, yeah, it's more of an intimate experience. So that's in Boston. We're going to try that out. Uh, for those of you that are in the Fort Lauderdale area, uh, we are doing two shows, January 22nd at the Parker Playhouse and then uh, in Atlanta at the Tabernacle Theater, January 23rd. Just want to also state that we've added a show in Albany at the Egg, Albany, New York, which I've never been to before. Albany, but, Albany. Uh, Albany, my bad, my bad. And uh, we've also added a show at the Royal Oak Music Theater on March 18th. Uh, at 9.30. So check that out at SebastianLive.com. Also want to reiterate that I'll be on the January 27th episode of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with the great Jerry Seinfeld. And uh, yeah, can't wait to get back on uh, on stage. I've taken a lot of time off and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to starting the tour up. So uh, nice. there you have it. Oh, do you want to you wanna ask the... Um, the fans of the podcast to uh, to go ahead and uh, give us a review like we did. Do you want to set a date on that? Or 
We should. We should think about picking a date again, a nice, easy one. Um, a Valentine's Day? Oh, that's a good one, man. If, if people have the time. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think what we're going to do, and uh, we don't ask much of the listeners, uh, you know, we've been doing this for three years, and we, we love doing it, don't get us wrong. But every once in a while, we need your help in, uh, in promoting our show. And what we're going to have you guys do, we've done this, what, I think it was about a year and a half ago, we had asked the, the <laughs> listeners to go and review our show on iTunes and Stitcher, leave a comment, whether it's bad or good, things you like, things you hate, whatever it might be, just to uh, increase our chances of kind of moving up in the rankings. And I don't know what the hell that does, but for us, it gives us uh, some some uh, talking points whenever we go into meetings that we uh, you know have a popular podcast. Uh, we do have a very loyal following, so we're going to tap you guys out and, and say February 14th is the day that everybody that listens to the show, and I mean everybody, this goes from grandparents to uh, sons, daughters, whoever it might be, go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, wherever you listen to this damn thing, and write a review so we can uh, increase our chances of, uh, again, the reason why it's important to us is because uh, this year, uh, Pete and I have some plans of possibly taking the podcast uh, and, and doing something with it, uh, maybe another a vehicle, maybe internet, maybe TV. Uh, so it does help in our chances of possibly promoting the podcast elsewhere in different arenas. So that's all we're asking. That's, we're not asking yeah. for donations. We're just asking for a few words. That's it. Uh, in closing, bro, in closing, um, uh, Lou, can we get some proper music? I don't know what that music would be. We need to talk about the man, the myth, the legend. What? Have you, have you, have you reached out yet? I, I Obviously, you're closer with the man as it is, but for me... I figured you gotta let a few days go by, right? Decompress. No, I was I was in with him right after the the game. Really? Uh, by the way, did you see the text? Yes, I did see that text today. I mean, can we talk about that? Or? I I don't see why not, man. We got a text this morning. It came in. At 2 o'clock a.m., I don't know when this man, where he was or what, but he had said that the, the, the Pete and Sebastian show was his entertainment while he lay recovering from surgery. I appreciate you guys. What? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I mean, there you have it, people. If it's good enough for J.J. Watt while he lays up after getting surgery, what, what more of an endorsement do you need? Talk about leaving it all on the field, too. Oh, God. Did you see him run? Did you see him when they handed it off to him to try and run? Well, yeah, that quarterback thing, when he was doing... Uh, when he was doing that, I was hoping that God he'd score. I was hoping he'd do a, a Walter Payton up and over, but it looked like the blocking was like a non-existent on that play. Yeah, I know. They need to figure out a play where Watt blocks for himself. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if he did score a touchdown, and even when they had him run, if you're the running back, are you insulted? 
No, I think you have to just take that in stride. I mean, uh, you figure this guy's the best player in the NFL. Uh, you know, he's got uh, a history of getting into the end zone. I, you'd have to take a back seat. Uh, if he would have scored a touchdown on that and they won the game, how funny would it be if when they got on the team bus to go back to the airport, Watt was driving just to just to wrap this whole thing up. May as well drive this fucking thing back to. <laughs> Oh yeah, God. God bless Watt, man. Thanks for a great season, bro. Highly entertaining. I'd love to talk about it on the show here. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a great season. Made it to the playoffs. Hopefully next year you get to the Super Bowl. But yeah, uh, yeah he uh, he seemed in good spirits after after the game, and uh, he's going to take some time off and uh, recoup his body and uh, and get back in there. So hopefully we'll see him uh, during the off season. Yeah. Hey, JJ. You and the Texans are fantastic. Just remember one thing. You didn't lose the day. And I'll tell you why. Because losers stay down. And I know you and the Texans, you always get up. That's why you're winners and you always will be winners. So get going again, get up, put some fire into this team and march forward. Hasta la vista, baby. All right. All right, there you have it. Thanks for listening to the Pete and Sebastian show. This is a little bit longer than we normally do, but it doesn't feel at all like this is work, man. Yeah, well, we don't get paid for it, so it shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Have a nice weekend. Good night, brother. Take it easy. Okay. The show has ended. Have you ever seen a $1,000 bill? No. Have you? No, no, I wasn't even sure there is one when I wrote that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's more disturbing, that you shit in a birdcage, or that you thought it would be cool to have a bird (laughs) in college.